Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joe Pegg Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Peggs. Hey, glad to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show on your radio. Great radio stations across the land, including the America Now stations on a Wednesday. Ah, uh, it's hump day. Start the week at the bottom of the hill on a Monday morning. Get through Monday. Get through Tuesday. Get through Wednesday. After Wednesday, downhill to the weekend from here. Let's check in with Fergie. My hump, my Check it out. Check it out. Glad to check it out. Glad that you're checking it out with me. And we're checking it out together. Thanks. That's how we do. What up, Carrie? How are you? You got lit up, huh? I uh, sure did. <laughs> I didn't go to your page and look at it. I, I blocked you. But um, <laughs> thank you. So, when, so people were giving you a hard time about reading the Fifty Shades yeah. of Smut. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, I never gave any of my thoughts about what I thought about this book. But just the the fact that I had read it, they're no longer fans. They're unfollowing me. Um, I'm a disgusting human being. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I don't want to be in your world. Well, no, you're in my world. You're to. finally in it now, and that's just the way it goes. Um, yeah, people are so unbelievably judgmental. Yes. And, and uh, it, it's interesting Great. because I got to tell you, I got more response yesterday to um, the term that I coined, dropping the baby, mm, yeah, when you come good. across the border. People, I mean, honestly, people were driving off the road. People had to um, collect themselves before continuing on their way home because they would have crashed. <laughs> that's how they were laughing. They were enjoying the program, and that's uh-huh. the way it should be. You have to understand that the vast majority of people, and this is, I have to remind myself of this as well, because we've got millions of people listening right now across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the vast majority get what we're doing, and or actually they get what I'm doing, then they wonder what the hell you're doing uh, on the show. Yeah, yeah. But, but they, they, they get the show, they get what we're doing, and um, and they'll never call in, they'll never write, they'll never go to Facebook, anything like that. Those who are unbelievably opinionated, you know what you do with them? What? You ban them. Mm-hmm. Just ban them. I've done that a good. couple of times. Yeah. Ban their asses. Mm-hmm. Gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gone. Got Done. It. So I got a um, an email from a guy today, some former military guy. He served the country, blah, blah. He's an administrator on a bunch of pages or some crap. And he said he heard he heard what I said yesterday about the Marine Corps. And he heard what I said when I, when I said uh, chesty. Um. Mm-hmm. And then I have no idea what he's talking about. So I wrote him back yeah, and I said, I... what are you talking about? And then he put, he called me a warmonger and everything else. What? Um, oh. Here's, here's, and again, this sort of goes back to what you just said, because yeah. there were people hating on you. And they don't know what your opinion was of the book. And no, they can't no, stop no. you from reading a piece of literature. They can kiss my, my uh, yeah, rear Thank you. Um, but this guy came at me, both guns, you know, blaring. And, and it wasn't me. Wow. I stand yeah. by every, everything I say on the radio, I stand by. I don't care. If I said it on here, I'll stand behind it. And if I'm wrong, I'll say so, which never happens. Mm. 
So, um, no, never. Every ever. once in a while. Never, ever, never. Yeah, perfect. Ever, never. Oh, oh damn straight I am. <laughs> so, uh, I'm on a radio anyway, not in life. But anyway, yeah. so I've got um, uh, I've got this guy, and, and I wrote him back, and I said, I don't know what, and then he posted on my Facebook page, too, and I enjoyed banning him. But I wrote him back on the email, and I said, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, I, I heard what you said, and I posted it on the pages that I administered to, and I let the people know what you said about, about the Marine Corps Commandant and about Chesty. He was wrong. Now, I don't know who the hell Chesty um, is, and mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the Marine Corps Commandant, and I know damn straight I didn't say a word about the Marines yesterday. No. You know, we're based in Military not. City, USA. I do a ton of stuff for, for you know... Uh, the VA and for Fisher House and for, you know, uh, people who have served our country. My father was in the Air Force. I've got a great affinity for people who put on the uniform. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I certainly <laughs> didn't spend any time. I didn't even mention the word Marine yesterday no, at all. No, you didn't. Um, or, yep. or, or any other recent day. Uh, mm, and if I did, I it was only in, um, you know, in showing my, my great love for what they do for us. And I don't know who Chesty is. I don't know who the commandant is or the commander is. So I wrote him back and I said, look, you're being ignorant. Yes. I served so many tours and I have, and I'm posting all this on my Facebook page. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, no, you are ignorant. <laughs> you don't wrong. know what you're talking about. So the, that last I left it, I wrote, to, and I'm not going to say his name because he'd probably get the publicity that he wants. But the, at last I left it, I said, I await your apology. Mm-hmm. And and I haven't we'll heard anything see. since. Yeah, I think that I think that sparkles. Uh, you know, where, whatever his problem is, probably went because I said, "Go to iHeartRadio, <laughs> go listen to the podcast, go listen to the show from yesterday. Show me where I mentioned Chesty the Marine because I don't know. I have no idea even who that is. Right? No clue. And uh, and I haven't heard anything since. So he's probably gone back. He probably has listened, and he knows that he's wrong. And and he knows he was being a doofus, and, and I expect his apology any moment. Because again, uh, a, a sure former marine or a former military man or a woman, they have so much pride. Yet at the same time, they have so much respect for other people. I know that he'll do the right thing. I'm he's an upstanding sure he guy will. who fought for the country. He's going to do the right thing, and he's going to send me an apology. Yes. And if he doesn't, he can kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. And not because okay. he's a former whatever he is, and not because he served our country. He can kiss my ass for, for attacking me for no reason. Look, I get it that I'm going to be attacked because of what I do, and I accept that. It, at least if it has context. Right. Like yesterday, I posted my rant on what to do about illegal immigration in the country. Got a lot of positive feedback, got some negative feedback, had some guy, another, hey, I serve this country, and blah, 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 um, and how dare you, and you suck. And I said, look, cite exactly what it is that you hate about me, or what I said, and then we could talk about it. And he did. It was about my stance that that immigrants, when they come here, should not break the law. They should actually do it within the law, and they should learn how to, how to speak the language. Mm-hmm. They should have a skill where they can be a productive member of society and make this a better land. They, they should acclimate, uh, acclimate to our culture. And he doesn't like that. He thinks that I'm hating or something. And, and it's okay. You're allowed to as long as it's in context. I I desire that. I welcome that. I suggest you do that. I don't need a, a, a Facebook page or a website or a, or a show where everybody calls in or listens or writes because they want to they tell me how great I am. I mean, I get that most of you think I'm great. <laughs> I understand that. I un- Nobody I- said that. What? Nobody said Nobody anything said that? like that. Nope. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I thought I thought no, I heard somebody might have said no. something about something. Mm, don't think so. I don't no. know. I don't no. know if you're right about that. I am right. So, so I just want to put that out there. I'm waiting for um for uh, for Chesty McGillicuddy to to write me, and uh, oh, that's not his name, but it's no. kind of a funny name though. You think about no. it. Um, I'm waiting for him to write and apologize and tell me, oh, that's right, it was whatever other guy. Yeah, because it certainly was not wasn't. you. 
It wasn't me. <laughs> Not yesterday. Was there a, was there a segment uh, yesterday that I even talked about the Marine Corps? No, right? I don't think so. No, of no. course not. And, and the thing is, I know everything that comes out of my mouth. No matter what it is that I'm oh, oh, I got blocked by uh, by an ESPN anchor. I, Did you, you really? love this. <laughs> oh, well, you know, when the whole Ferguson thing was going on, ESPN took the wrong side. ESPN made a bunch of um, a, a bunch of assumptions, and and uh, this John Butchigross guy, I, I don't, you know, I, I have no idea uh, what his background is, other than I, I usually enjoy watching him on television. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a pretty good job on ESPN. I think that he, he seems to be a hockey guy. He talks about hockey a lot, but there was something about something that he said in relation to a non-sports story, and this has got to be four or five months ago. I haven't looked at his his uh, his ESPN thing, uh, his Twitter thing since. And uh, and I sent them a note. Hey, try to get the story right, or or whatever. That's not that's not what happened. Please don't add. You know what? So you know, I, I'm I'm like the media watchdog. People yeah. listening to this program realize I'm the media watchdog. If I see a local newscast screw up, I'll call them on it. If I see a national newscast screw up, I'll call them on it. Uh, if I see you know a sportscaster say something that is not journalistically correct, I'll call them on it. And I think that's a good thing to do. Well, last night. Um, in the top 10 on ESPN, they were showing a, uh, I, I don't know if it was a dunk or what the hell it was, but it was something that, that happened at UTSA. Mm-hmm. For those around the country who don't know what UTSA is, it's University of Texas at San Antonio. We don't call it University of Texas at San Antonio. No. We call it UTSA. Exactly. So last time um, somebody did a story about UTSA, I think it was Robert Flores on, um, on ESPN. I sent him a tweet and I said, hey, not not being you know not bashing you, just letting you know we don't call it University of Texas San Antonio, but I think what he was actually calling it was Texas San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, I said yeah. we call it UTSA, and he wrote he tweeted back, you know what, you're right, and I knew that, and I should have gotten it right. Thanks for the heads up. Nice. So so okay. Gross last night does the same thing. No, he's he's doing the highlight, and he says uh, uh, Texas San Antonio. Look at this, blah, what a great play, and then Texas goes on to win. Well, Texas wasn't playing. No. University of Texas at San Antonio is playing. Of course, we call it UTSA. UT is in Austin. UTSA is in San Antonio. They're two different teams. So I go on on Twitter to write them, and I'm blocked. (laughs) And I guess when you're blocked on Twitter, you can't write the guy. You can't see what he tweets. You can't see anything. I mean, the guy got butt hurt that I called him out on some inaccuracy that he did on the on the air, you know, four or five months ago. You know what? Grow up. So I ended up tweeting ESPN and I said, "Hey, tell Gross that we call it UTSA." I tell him myself, but he blocked me like a baby. So, so there you go. So, there aren't that many out there who blocked me. I remember Jake Tapper at ABC blocked me. Oh yeah, why? And and I have no idea why. So I tried to tweet something. Hey, congratulations on his new show, whatever, and I couldn't. And uh, and I wrote to my followers. I said, tell Jake Tapper, I said, congratulations, and I'm blocked for some reason. And he unblocked me, and he said, I have no idea why I blocked you, but you're unblocked oh. now. Have a nice day. Okay, well, so, that's good. So there you go. But I, I just found that, I mean, what a child. I mean, you've made it to to a great level, a national level. You're at ESPN. You're doing a good job. He's been there a long time. Every once in a while, the fans, the listeners, the viewers are going to call you out on something. Be a man and take it. Block you. Nothing wrong with that. And block you on, on Twitter. You can't even see the tweets anymore. You're just done. <laughs> wow. It's like it's like it's That's like you know, you're you're you're, you're, you're in timeout or something. Like what do you mean I'm in timeout? One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. We come back. I will educate you people on how to drive because I'm so sick of it now. Oh good. I'll do yeah, that. That'll be good. And, and and I've got a bunch going on in Oklahoma. They're saying no to to advanced placement history in school. I'll tell you why. Um. I've got the actual audio of Marie Harf. This 
The day after I presented it to you, of course, every talk show in America now is going freaking out about Marie Harth um, or Harf, whatever the hell her name is, and, and saying that ISIS, we have to get them jobs or whatever. I'll actually play the audio of that so you can hear it. Um, I also have this story out of Oregon. We're heard in Portland every night um, at 7 o'clock on KEX. This story, I don't really care, but it keeps on showing up in my news feed, so I just want to get some thoughts out about it. And and be done because the 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 governor had to step down because his fiance did some crap or something, and the new governor who was the secretary of state, we're we're all hailing her up on high because she's the first ever openly bisexual uh, governor. I got to tell you, I don't want to care, but people keep on sending me the stupid story, so I'll give you my commentary on that too. The Joe Pag Show just underway. Stay right here. Joe Pags. to have you here joe pag show on your radio I'm, I'm getting a lot of email from people saying that chesty puller was a famous marine general highly decorated okay i didn't talk about him i did from what i understand he's a real badass i didn't talk about him i didn't talk about the marines you know the, the, i just wrote him during the break because this is who i am carrie i just wrote mm-hmm. the guy during the break yeah w- wait, waiting for your apology where are you <laughs> i think you might be waiting a while let's go yeah. let's go yeah. I want a public Keep apology. Waiting. I, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to get it. You think it's going to happen? Mm, no. You know what's interesting? A lot of people tweeted, uh, retweeted that picture of me from the gym like a week ago. Really? But, but they did it today, like 29 people or something. Well, that's weird. So like one person probably saw it that. and then tweeted it around and then made it. Oh, by the way, my crying and whining the other day, I'm still not verified. I guess I'm still not me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah oh, I guess well. it's not going to happen. What are you going to do? Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can continue. It's going to be okay. I'm let, not let me, verified. Let me. Well, that's never going to make happen, you feel better. Let me, well, I'm I'm verified on Facebook, <laughs> so on Facebook it's really me. On Twitter might not be. Uh huh. Um. It. So I'm driving down a road, and, and you know, I, I don't, I don't want there to be a law saying you can't touch your cell phone. I think that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Because today I remember I'm driving down a road and I'm driving with my knees, mm-hmm. and, no. uh, and and I was. Uh, <sighs> On my on my on my sunglasses, <sighs> and then I'm wiping them off on my shirt. So I'm driving with no hands, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I'm I'm putting a CD in with my right foot, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm scratching my my head with my left foot. Sure, and uh, and and I can't get pulled over for that. But if I'm touching my cell phone, I'm going to get pulled over. Yes. So I don't I'm mind if if you're touching your cell phone when you drive down the road. But if, you, if you're driving like an A-dub, you should be pulled over and you should get a ticket for careless driving, mm-hmm. reckless driving, whatever. I don't think you need the extra law of uh, of touching the cell hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Cell phone. Um, phone. Um, now San Antonio has some city ordinance that should be thrown out. I would love to see that challenged in court because if I were the person arguing, and I'm not a lawyer, but, but I could easily wipe the floor with the city of San Antonio that came up with this ridiculous law. Because, again, I could be eating four brownies at once, 
drinking a soda, putting a CD in the CD player while yelling at my kids, and that's fine. Hmm. But don't you touch that cell phone. That makes a lot of sense. I can go to the store and, and buy a leg of lamb. Hold it to my face as if I'm talking into it. <laughs> and not get in trouble. Yeah. As long as I'm driving. Hey, weird or not. It's not a cell phone, I but I can, I can hold, I can hold a, okay. a leg of lamb to my face. And have a conversation with it. Mm-hmm. And the cops can't stop me. But if they see no. me holding a little tiny cell phone. You're in trouble. To my face. Throw the book at mm-hmm. me. So I'm driving down the road today on the way to the gym, and, and there's A-Dub um, in the left lane going 40 in a 65. Mm-hmm. Love those people. And he's on his cell phone. Uh-oh. Let, let, me, let me say the rules again. For those who don't understand the rules, I'm going to help you. If you're on a highway, and this is on a highway, and you're in the left lane, and there are people passing you in the right lane, you're in the wrong lane. It's not, it's not about you being manlier than I am. It's not about you having the, the free and liberated right to drive wherever you want. It's about the rules of the road. I know for a fact in Texas, you can be pulled over for just driving down the passing lane. The left lane is the passing lane. That's what it is. It's the passing lane. And if you're being passed on the right, you're in the wrong lane. It doesn't emasculate you. It doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't mean you've got fewer freedoms and liberties than I. It just means you're in the wrong lane. Get the just hell out of my way. Over. It's the, it's not that hard. Just get the hell over. And, and when you pass these people, and I do my best not to look at them anymore, because I don't want to. I don't get all enraged. Mm-hmm. Good. But That's when you pass these people, I peeked over at him. He's, yeah. he's he's typing on his cell phone. He's looking down, and then gives me a look like I'm the A dub. Uh, of course, I've seen those people too. Yeah. So of course, what does he get? He gets the not the finger. <laughs> I don't. I never give him the finger. I give him the point. Like get the hell over, Sparky. Oh, the point. Oh yeah, he got the point. Uh oh. Pointed right over to the right lane. And, and look, if you're in a dump truck. If you're in an 18-wheeler, get out of the left lane. Yeah. It's okay. You're going to still get there. You just need to stop impeding traffic. So that's my lesson of the day. Okay. Good lesson. Please follow my lesson. They won't, but it's a good one. Don't make me talk about Chesty again, <laughs> which I never did to begin with. No. All right, 1-800-383-9624, 1-800-383-9624. I want to give you the audio soundbite. From um, Marie Harth, who is is in the State Department, just some young kid in the State Department, who when asked by by, uh, Chris Matthews, who no longer, I guess, has the thrill up his leg on MSNBC, about what exactly are we doing to stop ISIS? What are we doing? Her answer was just ridiculous. And I mentioned it yesterday. I want you to hear it today. Well, I think there's a few stages here. Right now, what we're doing is trying to take their their leaders and their fighters off the battlefield in Iraq and in Syria. That's really where they flourish. Are we killing enough of them? We're killing a lot of them. And we're going to keep killing more of them. So are the Egyptians. So are the Jordanians. They're- killing a lot of them. We're going to keep on killing more of them. So the Egyptians, so the the Jordanians. In this fight with us, but we cannot win this war by killing them. We cannot kill our way out of this war. You can't win the war by killing them. You can't kill your way out of the war. Well, what is the goal of a war? It's to kill more of them than they kill of you, is it not? I thought that was the goal. And a person who has fewer people left at the end is the loser. What the hell is she talking about? She's in the State Department? Really? Now, you got to be kidding me.
So, uh, Paula, for some reason, this computer looks like it locked up. So you gotta let me know how much time we have left in the in the half hour. Uh, for me, you've got somebody who's representing us, and she's on television, national television, and her answer is ridiculous. We're killing a lot of them, but we can't kill our way out of this war. And we, the lemmings in the United States, who just sit back and watch as, I guess, John Kerry brought this idiot on, go, go, oh, yeah, oh, I guess we can't kill enough people to get out of the war. I don't know. What the hell are we talking about? Oh, there's a lot more that she said that you've heard about, about they need jobs. We need to find out why they're being radicalized. We'll talk about that as well. All right. A lot of people starting to call in. Definitely want to hear from you. Uh, the Joe Pag Show. More from Marie Harth. Going to make you crazy when we come back. Stay here. Joe Pags. All right, great to have you here. The Joe Pag Show on your radio. one 800 383-9624. Great radio stations across the land, including the America Now stations. Love that my show is uh, still in that slot, and uh, hopefully it'll continue for a long time. All right, so I was talking about uh, about pet peeves while driving, and and what I said is factual. Get out of the out of the way. If people are passing you in the right, it doesn't even matter if you're going the speed limit. If you're impeding traffic, move the hell out of the way. Period. And if you don't, if you just stay in the passing lane, you can be pulled over. I know in Texas you can be. And the whole cell phone thing doesn't make any sense. There should not be any laws about what specific item you're holding or touching. What if you're eating? What if you're putting on makeup? What if you're putting a CD in? How is it different if you have the phone in your hand or up to your face? Doesn't matter. What matters is how you're driving down the road. I'm going to continue with uh, with Marie Harf in a minute because she's just, I mean, she, she is a, a different kind of idiot. That, that I don't know that I've ever... I mean, I've heard some, some people politically say some stupid things. Today, I guess she said that, that this uh, Joseph Coney is a Christian extremist in Africa. Did you hear this today, Carrie? Yeah, I heard something about that today. This, this, this Coney guy, this killer, this bad yeah. guy, uh, she's calling him an, a, a, a Christian extremist. Have you ever heard her call anybody an Islamic extremist? No. No, no, but you'll call somebody a Christian extremist mm-hmm. to somehow, I think she thinks that balances it out. I mean, I I have really? to assume, because she doesn't seem stupid, I have to assume that these people get the job at the State Department or in the administration, then they're sat down, they're brainwashed and hypnotized, and then sent out to the public. It has to be that. I mean, her parents can't be watching her on all these shows thinking to themselves, man, I'm so proud of that. I, I've never seen you know people who are more lemmings or drones in my life. So we'll get back to, to Marie Harf in a second and what she had to say yesterday about we have to get ISIS needs jobs. I just think I think she should That's be the job czar and we should send her over there mm. and let her let her help I don't to think find she'd them jobs. Go. Uh-uh. Nope, I don't think she would either. Nope. Let me go to but I want to go to the phone lines because I've got a lot of reaction to what I said about driving and holding the cell phone and all that. I've got Terry who's in San Antonio says he's a police officer. Hi Terry, what's going on? Hi, Joe. Love you. Love your show. Thanks, man. Have you stopped me? No, sir. Well, you're not, not doing I, the job very well if you haven't stopped me I, yet. Come on. Actually, I haven't been on patrol for about 10 years. I'm a detective oh, okay. now. Okay, great. Well, well good job uh, moving away up. What's happening? Well, thank you. Well, I, I would never want to correct you, Joe, but you're talking about doing all those things while you're driving. And, yeah. and, if, and if we see someone really behaving like that, we would pull them over and uh, cite them for reckless driving. 
Yeah, but no, you're actually agreeing with what I said, Terry. Well, what I'm saying is, if your actions behind the wheel have you swerving or driving carelessly or recklessly, you can absolutely, that's reasonable suspicion for you to pull them over. If I'm driving down the road holding a side of beef or a, or a, or a leg of lamb to my face, and I'm driving or, perfectly or, within or the lines, okay, doesn't matter. No, you can't. No, yeah, but you can't. But Terry, what I'm saying is you can't. You have to have reasonable suspicion, which is that woman or that man putting on makeup. Look, look, I put on makeup before. Um, that person has to be driving down the road in such a way that would rise to the, to the level of careless or reckless driving. If I'm putting on makeup or holding a leg of lamb or, or a side of beef up to my face and I'm driving perfectly within the lines and I'm not swerving and I'm not speeding, you can't pull me over just because you see me holding it. With a cell phone, you can all of a sudden. I'm going to disagree with you, Joe. We've we've got a traffic division that I'm sure would pull you over if you were, you know, had both hands off the wheel driving with your knees while eating a a meal because it would just be obvious that that person just going to end up in an accident if they're not pulled over and stopped. Terry, I, I I love you, and you know that I'm a huge supporter of the police. I'm a huge supporter of the sure, of the 100 sure. Club. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge supporter of what you guys do. I'm here to tell you, and I love you like a brother. You are absolutely wrong. If you pull me over, okay. and I'm not driving carelessly nor recklessly, sure. you can't say I noticed you didn't have your hands on the wheel. And, and my, my answer would be, I'm sorry. Why did you pull me over? Show me the statute or the ordinance that says uh, I must be doing exactly what you want me to do inside the car. It doesn't exist. The the only thing I have to do is go the speed limit or slower. I have to not be reckless or nor careless. I have to stay between the lines. My my equipment on my car has to all be up to code. And if all that's happening and you pull me over, you don't have a right to. It's true. <laughs> I mean. I, I got to tell, tell you, you're, 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 you're now would be an interesting conversation. I think, I think we'd have a good talk about it. It would, it would be interesting, but we would end up saying, you know, we'll talk about it in front of a judge. Oh, absolutely. A, a police officer's got to have some, some ability to, to make a decision that, oh man, look at this guy. He's got both hands off the wheel. He's eating yeah. with, you know, holding a plate in his left hand. And I, I've actually seen that. Right. And, and believe me, I see a lot more now as a detective in plain clothes in a plain car. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know. And, and I'm yet to have to pull somebody over or, or say something while in plain clothes because that would just cause all kinds of uh, freakish behavior. I'm sure. No, no, I, I, I get it. But, but Terry, I think what, you, what you're not following is that you and I actually agree. I, I think that yeah. I, I know sure. that. I know that you yeah. never, ever would pull somebody over if they were driving just fine, if they weren't swerving, if they weren't driving 40 miles an hour in a 65. The chances are somebody with a plate in their lap putting on makeup and eating a burger, that person's driving like an idiot. Not just because you see them acting like that. You're watching the vehicle, and they're driving too slowly, or they're jerking the car around, they're hitting the brakes for no reason. That's reasonable yeah. suspicion to pull that person okay. over. But if what I'm saying all- is if I have a leg of lamb up to my face and I'm driving perfectly, okay. you do not have the right to pull me over. Okay. Well, you also agree, though, once once these phones started, and look at the accidents we were having just daily, numerous accidents with people texting. It just I agree. Like it was nonstop, and, and it has... It has dropped drastically. It really has. Oh come on! It has now. We haven't. It's been. It's been one month. It's, it's been less than a month that they've actually been enforcing this. So it hasn't dropped dramatically. We're going to find out after a year. But what I'm Please. saying is, you and I would okay. agree, Terry, that most people, while holding a phone to their face, are driving like an idiot. 
So don't pull them over because of the phone. Pull them over for driving like an idiot. That's why I say the ordinance wasn't necessary. If I'm carelessly driving or if I'm recklessly driving, I, I deserve to be pulled over. Not because I have one device to my face, but if I have, you know, a, a GPS to my face, I'm not in trouble. You know, it doesn't, if I put a brownie to my cheek, I'm cool. If I put an iPhone to my cheek, I'm not cool. I'm saying you should judge somebody on the activity that they're, that they're showing, the action of driving the vehicle. If they're driving it badly or they're breaking the law, then pull them over. To pull them uh, over simply I'll because they touched that. a device, I'll, I don't like it. I'll give you that, Joe. I'll give you that. See, Terry, this would have been a fun conversation. You should have pulled me over 10 years ago. <laughs> it would have been interesting. <laughs> Terry, l- l- listen, stay safe out there, brother. I appreciate what you do, and I appreciate you calling in. I-, I-, I don't want any law enforcement to misunderstand what I'm saying. I don't want extra laws because we can just put extra laws out there. I don't want extra laws because you feel like you're stopping me from potentially doing something. Then it becomes the minority report. The idea that if I touch one device but don't touch a different device changes how I drive doesn't make sense to me. I want you to grade me, judge me, and pull me over and cite me for how I'm driving the car, not what I'm doing while, I'm, while inside of the car. And that's the difference. I am all for stopping reckless drivers. I'm all for stopping careless drivers. I am not for the police having the ability to pull me over because I touched a device or I, I looked at my phone when it rang. That's ridiculous. That, at some point, now you're telling me, and Terry kind of alluded to this, and maybe didn't mean to, but now you're telling me, I know you're going to cause an accident because you touched the device. No. You observe me while I'm on the phone. And by the way, I'm always hands-free. I never put my phone to my face. But I'm here to tell you that if we're going to now give the ability of the government to, to stop us from taking specific actions because we think it might affect a different action they're doing, it's getting a little bit icky for me, getting a little bit over the top. And I'm here to tell you, and if you're a judge listening right now, I'd love to hear from you. But if that case ever happened to me, and again, I'm not holding my phone while I drive down the road. I haven't for years. But but I've made the occasional text. I've looked at... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At, at a message that came in with my eyeballs, you know, the idea that I can't touch the phone and look at it is stupid. But I'm here to tell you, if you're a judge and you got me in front of you in a case like this, we would set some precedent. Because I think all these cell phone laws would be thrown out the window. I really do. Because you have to judge the action. I'm driving. And if my driving is clearly impaired and you observe me swerving or hitting the brakes for no reason or going 40 and a 65, you do have the right to pull me over. But if you see me going 64 and I'm not swerving, I'm perfectly within the lanes and, and I'm getting from point A to point B and I'm not a danger to anybody else and I happen to touch my phone, you shouldn't be able to pull me over. You'd be kidding me. 1-800-383-9624. Right back at it. Let me say hello to um, line two. It's going to be Matt, Arizona. Hi, Matt. What's going on? Hey, Joe, I'm hands-free, and you're sitting in my crotch in Arizona right now. Okay, that's disgusting. But what's going on? Hi. Okay, well, I, I want an addendum or an asterisk under this travel rule. HOV lane slash carpool lane. Okay, you're going 73 in a 65. 
you got somebody riding your ass in the HOV lane. Should they not get out of the HOV lane to pass you, or should you move over and get out of the lane? Listen, if you're in the HOV lane, the high occupancy vehicle lane is what that stands for. You have every right to be there if you've got more than one person in the car with you. Um, I don't think that you should move out of the way because that's a completely different entity. In, in the Houston area, when you go to the HOV lane, some of that is is told. So um, it, it would be a matter of leaving the toll lane, getting back in the toll lane. It doesn't make any sense. If you're right. in the no, HOV no, no, lane, no, I think that's a different thing. When I, when I talk about the fast lane, I'm talking about the farthest left lane that's not an HOV lane. That's right. You know, and that's what I mean. But I mean, we've got all third of AWs here in AZ that think that if you're um, if you're not going 80 in the uh, HOV lane, even if it's off hours, they're on your butt. No, and again, I mean, there's a specific criterion that you have to have to be in that lane. And if you have that covered, you can be in that lane. That is not just the left lane. That's the HOV lane. It's a difference. Absolutely. So, All right, brother, I listen, I don't want to be in your crotch anymore. So that's an, You know what I mean, Carrie? I don't want to be in a guy's this crotch. This is wrong. Yeah, that's disgusting. Don't, don't do that. Mm. And, and he said he said A-W. Yeah, A-dub. They're A-dubs. A-dub, yeah. But I love that it, that, that the, the term is making its way to Arizona. I think that's, that's pretty cool. pretty awesome, yeah. All right, 1-800-383-9624. More of what Marie Harf... Har, Harf. 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 F. Harf. When I see Harf written down, because I'm a child, it looks... Mm-hmm. I, if I look quickly, it looks like the word fart. Yeah, you are a child. Well, I'm just I never saying. thought that. It's got, it's got three out of the four letters. <laughs> oh, come on. So we come back, more of what Marie Fart had to say Harf. From, the, from the State Department. Come on. Come really? on. You know you want to call her that. No. Call no, her that in the next not. newscast no you do. No way. No way. And another State Department, Marie Fart had to say. You wouldn't do it? <laughs> I would never say Why that. Why not? No. No, no, no. 1-800-383-9624. Stay here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. one 800 I would avoid my studio if I were you. Gross. During the break, I had to I had to harp. <laughs> what? 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 Don't make fun of her name. What's, what's the problem? Harf. There's nothing wrong with that. What do you mean? You know what I'm talking about. Listen, if she if she showed just a little bit of common sense or intelligence, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't make fun of her. Oh, okay. But I want to well. pick up what uh, what uh, the State Department spokesman. Marie Harf had to say to uh, to Chris Matthews, she just said, we're not going to kill our way out of this war. So, so something that, I mean, pretty, pretty much literally what she said. But we cannot win this war by killing them. We cannot kill our way out of this war. Can't, we can't win the war by killing them. We can't kill our way out of this war. So what should we do? We need in the longer term, medium and longer term, to go after the root causes that leads people to join these groups, whether it's lack of opportunity for jobs. We're not going to be able to stop that in our lifetime or 50 lifetimes. There's always. I really wish Chris would have just shut up for a second. She, honest to God, just said whether it's lack of opportunities or jobs. I mean, she, got, she quite literally, this should have been the lead story on every national newscast. Every single national newscast should have led with this doofus saying that we need to make sure that there are enough opportunities for the radical Islamic terrorists that are cutting people's heads off on the coast of Tripoli. Seriously, we, we need, this should have been the lead story. Look at the idiot that works on our State Department. Should have been the, the opening line. Welcome to the news. 
Hey, look at this idiot. She works at the State Department. Wait till you hear what she just said. That that should have been the lead story. Of course, it wasn't. I mean, it was widely ignored because, you know, you can't make fun of an idiot, I guess. There's going to be poor people. There's always going to be poor Muslims. And there's always there are poor Muslims. That, that leads people to join these groups, whether it's lack of opportunity for jobs. We're whether... not going to be able to stop that in our life. Lack of opportunities for jobs. Time or 50 lifetimes. There's always going to be poor people. There's always going to be poor Muslims. And as long as there are poor Muslims, the trumpets blow and they'll join. We can't stop that, but can we? We can work with countries around the world to help improve their governance. We... We're going we're gonna to work with countries around the world to help improve their governance. I mean, there's no country that I know of that that is ISIS. It's just a, it's it's what's left over of Al Qaeda joined up with some other Sunni groups, some radical Muslim terrorist groups. That's who they are. We can help them build their economy so they can have job opportunities for these people. You're- We're going to build their economies and help them have job opportunities. That's really what she said. How is that not the lead story on every newscast in this great country? How is that possible? Right. There is no easy solution in the long term to preventing and combating violent extremism. But if we can help countries work at the root causes of this, what makes these 17-year-old kids pick up an AK-47 instead of try to start a business? Maybe we can... What makes them pick up an AK-47 instead of trying to start a business? Does she think that the American public is that stupid? I I guess she does. She must. Let me go to uh, Kevin, line four. Hi, Kevin. What's going on? Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. You know yes, what? Sir. Uh, I think we probably need to uh, rethink what this heart lady is saying. Maybe take her a little more serious. We could actually send her over. She could win the war for us uh, by being uh, a headhunter. I think what well, oh, a headhunter. Very nice, Kevin. Uh, I, I think what we should do. Uh, Carrie, back me up on this for mm-hmm. once in your life. Okay. Let's give her a stack of job applications. Sure. Let's send her over to Syria or Iraq. Let's find out where these, where the, the ISIS is, or mm-hmm. the ISIL, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll send her in, and when they're just when she's on her knees, about to have her head cut off, or when she's in the cage, and they pour gasoline on yeah. her, and they're just about to light the match. I think she should say, hold on, hold on. Fill out this application. We might be able to get you a job. That's not going to work. I th- no, no, no. I think I think no. we should do that. Mm. Clearly, she knows how we're going to stop this problem. We no. stop. Listen, there have been Islamic terrorists for for millennia. Nobody over the the, the course of history of man has figured out until Marie Harth, Harth that all you have to do is give these people a job. Mm. You come, listen, come to America, you flip burgers, you won't want to be shooting people. Right. I'm telling you, that'll change their entire perspective because that's the problem. They don't have the jobs. Yeah. I don't agree with that one. Yeah. And maybe just maybe Chris Matthews, and look, I've been guilty of this where you jump in where where you should wait, but maybe he should have just waited a second and really listen to what she said because he is waking up. It's taken him, you know, six years, but he's waking up to the lunacy of what's being dumped on us by this administration. He's waking up to it, and he really should have listened to what she was saying. We have to help them fix their economies and get them jobs. That's what she said. And it completely blows my mind. I've got a job for her. I think she should be the special envoy. Mm-hmm. She should be the go-between mm-hmm. between ISIS, go ISIL. She should, she should be the go-between between ISIS and ISIL. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she should report back to us. Okay. I don't think she'll go for that. Well, why not? Let's send her over. She has the answers. (laughs)
Still don't think she wants Hello, to go. Hello, I'm Marie Harfus, and Harf. I'm here to help you find employment. Yes. No. Anybody who wants employment, just gonna work. You set up an appointment with me. I'm busy right now, so I can't do the whole cage <laughs> thing that you want to do. But let's set up an appointment, and uh, we'll get you guys a job. I think they're hiring down at the fruit stand. One eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. Much more to come. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks. It is the Joe Pags Show. Great radio stations across the land, including the American Now stations for a Wednesday. Oh, that is a hump day. Start the week at the bottom of the hill on a Monday morning. Get through Monday, get through Tuesday, get through Wednesday. After Wednesday, downhill to the weekend from here. Forget Your what? What'd she say, huh? Kind of inappropriate. Check it out. Checking it out. Glad to have you here. Welcome to the program. Thanks. It is, uh, well, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Uh, Pam writes... She says, I got to tell you, I laughed till tears ran down my leg last night listening to you talk about anchor babies being dropped in the U.S. Funny man or funny man. I'm not I'm not sure. Probably she might be calling me funny, funny man. man. Well, there is no comma. Hmm. Commas are your friend. They are. Uh, G- Gary listens in Yakima, Washington. Um, he said, otherwise known as Yakka Vegas. I didn't know that. Yaka Vegas? Yaka Vegas. Um, so there you go. Gary, thanks. And, and you know, again, we're huge following in Yakima all of a sudden. I love it. love Yakima. I, I wrote to the program director there. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. No, he's, he's a good guy. Oh, he, good. he wrote back. He's very nice. He's uh, he, he's happy that we're we're getting some um, some traction in, in Yakima. Cool. And again, you know, you don't really ever know where you... His name is Dave, by the way. Dave's a good guy. Um, not really sure where the, the show's going to catch on. But so far, it's caught on pretty well. Yeah. A few different places. Yakima. I love it. Yeah. Let's see. Got Houston on the line. Got uh, Seguin on the line. Minneapolis on the line. Panama City, Florida is on the line. Nice. Tell you, we're doing we're doing all right. Yeah, you are. And uh, today, by the way, is the last day of the show. So have no, a great- stop. No, don't even what? say that. What are you talking about? No, don't even say something like that. So I suggested that we send um, um, Marie Harth. Harf. 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 Over to uh, to ISIS. A lot of people seem to agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Don't think she'll go. One guy on Twitter said the whole thing is just uh, the next thing they're going to do is to push to unionize ISIS. I think that's actually pretty <laughs> unionize funny. Unionize ISIS. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> All right. Let me go to the phone lines here. A lot of people want to be heard. I'm going to blow through the phone line. We've got full phone lines right now. If you're getting a busy signal, it's because they're full. Um, after I take these, I'm going to move on. I've got other stuff that I want to get to, including, holy crap, Oregon's got a governor who likes doing it with men and women. Oh, hey, it's crazy. Okay. Isn't that something? Yeah. Because that's really, what she does in her bedroom will really play a role in that budget for next year. It will? Are you oh, yeah. sure about that? I don't think it will. It shouldn't. 
No, no, absolutely. Because mm, they yeah. usually have debate or discussion over it. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, well, listen, last night I was, was with Mary, and the night before I was with Bob. <laughs> and I've decided because of that, I would like to have a billion what? dollars for education. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it, that's that exactly how it works. Makes no sense. I don't think that. It works that way. That's the way. Pretty sure. Hello. That's in public record in Oregon. (laughs) That's the way it goes. Wow. Didn't know that one. Okay, we're going to have a vote on the budget today. And since I was with a dude last night, let's go with the first budget I submitted. (laughs) But if we wait till tomorrow, I've got a date with Sarah tonight. So, you know what I mean? That's when did crazy. that become important? I don't know. Oh my For a God. lot of people, though, it apparently is. So listen, I, I find you interesting. <laughs> Do you just date women or is it men too? Oh, no, I, <laughs> but both is fine. It's just, it's nuts, dude. <laughs> Every newscast, we have to hear about how she's the first openly bisexual. <laughs> so why can't I talk about it then? You should talk of away. Of course I should talk about Go it. Go ahead, yes. All right, let me go to the phone lines. A lot of people want to be heard on 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 uh, on, on Marie Fart. And, uh, Harf. <laughs> what? Harf. Oh, did I mispronounce it again? Yeah, you did. I look at the word and my mind messes <laughs> the letters there, up. I know. And it takes me somewhere else. <laughs> Panama City. Steve, what's going on? How much, brother? Uh, talk, talk to me. words to say about that uh, Maria Barf. Okay, could, could you put your face in the phone or do it have to be on speaker? How's that? that Sounds the same. Sounds the same, but go ahead. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Anyway, this Maria Barf, she is a complete meathead. And that's a fact. There's no doubt about it. She has no clue what she's even saying, I don't think. She's another one of those uh, left-wing college-educated idiots. And that's just my thoughts about the whole matter. And also about the president, uh, I do not respect the president. I do respect the office of the presidency. But as soon as we get a president in there, I'll respect it even more. That's about all i got to say. All right, Steve. And, and wasn't that good, would you? No, I, no, no, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Bad, 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 bad. Did you respect the president? What, you <laughs> what was that phone? That was bad. I'm going to suggest a new phone or stop putting me on speaker. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Both. Let me go right back at it. Say hello to, um, let's see, line one is Matthew in Minneapolis. Hi, Matthew. What's going on? Hey, uh, I just wanted to comment, uh, well, first on the Marie thing, but uh, just to let you know, too, yeah, we love you up here. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I know that uh, your show's getting traction up here. And even with your co-host and the 50 Shades of Grey thing, we're good. But, uh, wow. Wow. And by, by, and by the way, Matthew, I'm telling you, I'll be in Minneapolis soon. I'm not sure when yet. We're working out the date, but I'll be up there soon. No, and I was a kid, and obviously we, we love both of you. But, uh, but yeah. I'm no, no, no. Don't, don't, I, don't, don't, no. Don't change the story now. No, what you said originally fine. was fine. I like this. What you said originally <laughs> made sense. Now you're starting to get a little bit yeah, weird. All right, sense. go ahead. <laughs> no, but on the, on the Marie thing, it's just kind of, you know, yeah, you know, nobody's actually said this, but I, I mean, I, I, you, know, you, don't, you don't know whether to laugh or cry. Or I mean, these are the people that are 
not only they're trying to protect us and it's just scary what's coming out of their mouths and i just think that you know everybody talks about you know obama's comment with uh, the jv team on isis i think right. we're the jv team it's just terrible and i well i don't think we're no, so, no hold on well we're not the jv team but we're acting like it and that's the problem I, and i don't know why uh, let's go in there and show them who we are exactly but thank you for taking my call i appreciate it well, at any time, Matthew, we appreciate you, too, except the whole changing of who Carrie no, was No, that was a good thing. That was a good thing. He was just joking. That was nice to say that. All right. Just yeah. kidding. No, he wasn't kidding. He was, too. I thought he was saying the Marine thing. I guess he meant the Marie thing. I think that people I'm are sure afraid. Marie. I think I think people are afraid to say her last name now. <laughs> well, the first guy said if you say her name, Barf. Right. Yeah, saying Barf. <laughs> but then again, he thought I asked him whether he respected the president, too. Uh, Yeah. Hey, well, I got you in a line. <laughs> no. What do you think you... What do you, what do you think, did. Sparky? You respect the president? Let me tell you something right now. I respect the office, but not the man in it. Let me go to uh, line two, Charlie in Seguin. Hi, Charlie, what's going on? Well, Joe, I just wanted to let you know uh, that the, this business of jobs for terrorists is utter, total BS. Bacon and sandwich, right? When you've got uh, the original, one of the original terrorist leaders, Osama bin Laden, was a multi billionaire. He didn't uh, attack us because he was broke. Uh, he yeah, bin, bin Laden had hundreds of millions of dollars. His father was a major uh, construction guy throughout the entire Middle East. You're right. They uh, and, and ISIS isn't poor either. They've got a lot of money and a lot of funding. So it's not really about the economy or about jobs. I mean, she just pulled it out of her head of her rear end. I don't know what that was. Amen. And I can't believe that uh, a lot of Americans just sit there and tolerate that. Just uh, a lot of Americans not only tolerate it, they believe her. I agree. It's. And I don't know how to correct that. Uh, well, we, we we do what we're doing. You know, we we give redress. We we say we're not. Thanks, man. We're, we're not happy about what the government's saying to us because we know that it's BS, as you said. Um, and I think most people uh, look. Listen, they can all be hypnotized by Obama. He speaks in- incredibly well. He reads the teleprompter well. He knows how to engage an audience. But when you got some doofus like Harth. <laughs> And and uh, Josh, not so earnest, and and all these idiots. You know, uh, at, at some point, the American public says, "Well, you know what? You're not Obama, Susan Rice." So we're don't, we're not buying it. You're not Obama, Axelrod. We're, you're not Obama, Harf. You're, you're not Obama, um, Ernest. And they start really seeing. Wait a second. These guys are saying the exact same thing he's saying. They're just not saying it in, in as engaging a way. Maybe they're starting to wake up. I hope so. I hope so. Let me go to uh, David in Houston. Hi, David. What's going on? Hey, Joe, love the show. It makes my Thank you. Uh, long evening commute just a little bit more bearable. But uh, on the issue of jobs for terrorist acts, uh, it's just really a shame because I learned, I was enlightened by our great president, that uh, this is exactly like the Crusades. You know, it's exactly the same thing. So it's really a shame that there was nobody back then to, to come up with a fantastic government program to get those guys jobs. I mean, how many Muslim lives would have been saved? We probably could have stopped the Crusades or the Spanish Inquisition from happening if we just thought about getting them jobs. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> David, I'm with you, and I appreciate you. You know, um, at some point, we just have to – I think we should start a new website, Job, Jobs for ISIS. That's a terrible idea. Or Jobs for Terrorists. Why not? No, let's not do that. No, they're bad people. We want to give them jobs. Why go through the Middle East killing people – in the name of your religion, in the name of Allah, when you, too, can run a front-end loader. <laughs> what? Jobs for terrorists. Why not? We'll call it JFT. Yeah, no, it's not.
Uh, 1-800-383-9624. I appreciate that. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, what I'd like to know. This is what I think should happen with the new Oregon governor. Um, what I think should happen is every day she should send out either an email or go on the the official governor's website. Mm-hmm. And she should tell us who she's into today. Oh, no. I don't want to hear that. Don't need to. What, what, what is her name? Hold on a second. Kate Brown. Mm-hmm. Kate Brown. Hey, it's me, Governor Brown. Thinking about getting with the lady later on. <laughs> I, I, think, I think she should. I think she should update us. I'm going to say she's not going to do that. Tomorrow, I'm in the mood for a man. <laughs> I, I think we should get updates. It's very, very important that we know who she is or isn't into. The people of Oregon deserve that, don't they? So you know damn well. Damn well. That we're going to need to know. <laughs> I want to I want to know. And know. I want her to give updates. Hey, went out with a lady last night. Kind of nice. Hmm. Halfway through the date, I was hoping she was a man. But what does that have to do with being the governor? Hello, have you not read the stories? It doesn't. It's the first line. I know. I Bisexual. know. Bisexual. I know. If I were a reporter in Oregon, seriously, I would go to the state house or the governor's mansion, wherever she happens to be, and I would say, hey, listen, you being bisexual and all, talk to us about the economy of the state. Thank you. I I know. I, I think that you have to say that in front of, listen, being the first you bisexual governor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, there's a, there's a real problem with our infrastructure. We, our, our bridges need to be rebuilt. Being bisexual, what do you plan on doing about the bridges? <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. No, it's very important. It's being it's mentioned in every story. Important. Every story out there, it says it. I know. I know, but it's not that important. On a daily basis, being bisexual, when you do your job <laughs> as governor, what does the agenda look like? I'm telling you, every single question should, should have that in there somewhere. I think so. It probably does. Who knows? Hey, last date you went on, man or woman? Hmm. And they just put the microphone in her face. <laughs> May I, I, I think that the, one. Peop- the people deserve to know. They don't. 1 800 383 9624. That story when we come back on the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show. Show on your radio. 1-800-383-9624. Thanks a lot for stopping by. All right. So, um, it's actually pretty funny. This guy, Joe, just tweeted me. He said, when they said she was bi, I thought I thought they meant polar. <laughs> it's actually, I can see. I, I get it. Oh. I, I, I get it. a little different. Um... Karina, why am I looking at Facebook? What is what is that? What is that note about? See, it's it's a cryptic little note. Oh, okay. What is that? What are you telling me? Oh, okay. I got it. Polo had something he had to go do uh, technically, right? It was a big technical issue. He went and took care of it. But the people at home, 
Again, it's just the duck on the top of the water looking great, forgetting about the feet underneath the water. Mm-hmm. Going crazy. Moving fast. I had no, I, I had no idea what that was. I'm like, really? What, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at Facebook going, okay, what am I looking at on Facebook? All right, uh, here's the story out of Oregon. And God bless you, Oregon. We love being on there every day. Mm-hmm. Portland. Love it. Yeah, we, at some point, we'll go to Portland, too. Yeah, that'd be nice. What the hell? Even though I'm not so sure they, they'd welcome me. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. You need to take us with you. BuzzFeed. Well, I'll just send you guys. I'll stay here. No, we all have to go. It's no, no, your I show. think you guys should just go. No, 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 no. Oh, it you is my to show. To... Back off. It is your show. Uh, BuzzFeed writes from uh, Jim Dalrymple, the second. Oregon swears in new governor amid ethics scandal. Former Secretary of State Kate Brown replaced four-term Governor John Kitzhaber. Is it Kitzhaber? Do we know? I don't know. On sure. Wednesday, after he stepped down amid criminal ethics investigation, in doing so, Brown becomes the nation's first openly bisexual governor. Woo! Mm. Get with a dude or a chick. Doesn't matter. She, she goes, either, either one. Well, why can't I say that? I'm just describing what it means. So last night I was with this woman. Thursday it'll be Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Why do I need to know? Seriously. We don't need to know. That's the it's thing. Like, it's like saying that the new governor of, of name the state um, has a wife. Therefore, he's, he's having sex with a woman. Okay. Don't need to know that either. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Why would you? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. And uh, this governor candidate, I'm not sure which way he leans. <laughs> what? How did, that be, how, did that, how did that become important? I don't know. That's a good question. The story goes on to say, Kate Brown was sworn in as Oregon's new governor Wednesday, replacing fellow Democrat John Kitzhaber, who stepped down amid a broiling controversy over his fiancé's influence in his administration. Unlike most states, Oregon has no lieutenant governor. So as Secretary of State, Brown was next in the line of succession. She also becomes the first openly bisexual governor in the nation. Woo! Brown swearing in marks the end of Kid Saver's record-setting four-term tenure as governor, which came under growing attack amid revelations that his fiance, who's a woman, so he likes to have relations with women, Sylvia Hayes, was allegedly using her her position to profit personally as a private energy consultant. Kid Saver had waffled back and forth, not unlike his successor. I'm just saying. Wow. What? <laughs> what? Dude, that's not very nice. What? Did you not hear she's bisexual? I, I did, I've heard that many, many times. Okay. Kid Saber had waffled back and forth on whether he would step down as his behavior has grown increasingly bizarre. But then last week, he announced his resignation would be effective at 10 a.m. Wednesday. Addressing the state legislature, Brown said Oregon had been in the national news for all the wrong reasons and that she planned to change that starting today. Right. She's in the hmm. news. For all the wrong reasons, too. Yeah. That's we just don't that. care. We don't care. Oh, I think for dinner I'll have a steak and I'll invite over. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking man all day, but I'm thinking woman now. <laughs> what? Oh, man. We're all keenly aware of the difficult circumstances that brought us to this moment, circumstances that none of us would have predicted only a short time ago, she said. We're not sure whether she was thinking of a woman or a man as she said it. 
Here's how it got to this point. The story of Kid Saver's troubles begins in October when the Willamette Week uh, exposed evidence that his fiancée, Sylvia Hayes, was using her position to profit personally. Um, in that story, in that publication, described Hayes as possibly the most influential first lady in Oregon history. How is she the first lady? She's a fiancé. Don't know. Oregon, come on. Stand yeah. up for something here. Fiancé isn't a first lady. The paper went on to describe Hayes' role in Kid Saver's administration. She kept a desk at the governor's office, went on trade missions, and characterized herself as a policy advisor to the governor. However, Hayes was also a private energy consultant, and records showed that she had taken money from private groups that had an interest in the politics she was pushing at the time. Her private and public work apparently overlapped in other ways as well. Records showed that she used her state-paid assistant for private work and her government titles while appearing as a private consultant. There you go. Uh, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Call, calling a fiance the first lady. And the new governor waffles back and forth. Inappropriate? Not more inappropriate than, than saying what her sexuality is. Your thoughts. 1-800-383-9624. Do we really need to know who they want to get with? Really? What does that have to do with anything? Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show. to have you here thanks the joe pags show on your radio j-o-e-p-a-g-s.com joepags.com go there like the facebook page follow on twitter send me a message email me scroll down see the webcam if you're uh, listening live which is three to six p.m pacific it is um six to nine p.m eastern we are in central time so it's five to eight p.m glad to have you along for the ride Glad to have you along for the A guy makes a good point about about uh, ISIS getting jobs. Uh, the resume won't look too good. Mm, I see you killed no, a bunch of people. Won't. Yeah. I see you hate anybody who's not like you. Oh, I see you like to burn people alive. Oh, man. Don't think we have a spot here for you. But we really should economically help them out. It's 1-800-383-9624. The Oregon governor, openly bisexual. How do I know? I've been told by every newscast that's reported on her that that's the case. There you go. I, would, I, would I know otherwise? I would have no idea. I would have no idea. And God tell you, even though I'm on every day in Oregon, I care more about her policies and what she's going to do as the governor than I will ever care about who she wants to get with. But for some reason, that's the story. And I know in this day and age, especially in a very liberal area, it's expected that I should somehow celebrate her, that she's, that she's bisexual. I don't. I don't care. I don't want you to celebrate me that I'm heterosexual. I don't want you to celebrate you know, somebody because they're gay. I don't want you to celebrate somebody because they're bisexual. It doesn't matter when it comes to doing the job. Just saying. We go to the phone lines here to see what you think about all this. It's going to be uh, Dwayne on line two. Hi, Dwayne. What's up? 
good evening. Uh, I got a question for the governor. That'd be, uh, Ms. Uh, governor, since you're the first uh, openly bisexual governor of Oregon, or I guess of anywhere for that matter, what are you going to do about Oregon's horrible 0-9 record against the Ohio State Buckeyes? All right, very good. All right, Dwayne, thanks. Uh, first of all, I know that people want to say Oregon, but it's not. It's Oregon. I'm just saying I'm here taking up for the Oregonians. Yeah, I think Oregon. 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 It's that, it's that Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oregon, he's off my phone line. <laughs> that was lame. Oregon, or he's gone. <laughs> that was bad. No, no don't do that. Uh, back to Missouri now and Brian. Hi, Brian. What's going on? Uh, hi, Joe. Uh, enjoy your show. And Thank man, you. You killed, me, you killed me last week with Joe Biden, and now this just tops it. Uh, but, you know, we really shouldn't give the lady governor there a hard time. I mean, I'm sure she'll bring impeccable style to the state capitol, probably be really concerned about how well the carpet matches the drapes. All but, right. There you go. You, you, you know what I mean? Uh, because everybody's a comedian to today. Yeah. Everybody. We uh, love being on in Kansas City. Awesome. Kansas City is a recent ad for the Joe Pag Show. Kansas we love being City. on. But. But, uh, but, I mean, seriously, I'm 48. I haven't heard that before. I haven't heard those terms before, really. You, 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 you want to get some talk show hosts like 18 who doesn't get it. What do you mean, <laughs> the drapes and the stuff? I don't get it. Uh, 1-800-383-9624. Let's go to uh, Don in Houston. Hi, Don. Yeah, uh, in regards to the governor of Oregon, you're, you need to look at this mathematically. Okay. Yeah, he doubles her chance for a date on Saturday night. I have no, I have no idea. Oh, I doubles her chance for a date on Saturday night. Now, somebody tweeted me that that um, this person is married. Oh, really? Oh, well, well how does that work? That. I'm not sure. I, I mean, now I'm confused. Hmm. Uh, I'm, so I'm looking she's at the picture. Married to a man, but maybe she's still attracted to women. But she's married to a man. I mean, I'm looking at it. I, I see there's a guy there with her. Uh, then there's a younger guy, maybe a son. I don't know. Then there's a woman, maybe maybe a life partner. And then there's... <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. Now I need to know. Let's get her on the line. <laughs> yes, I'm sure she'll talk to you. Well, why not? She should, right? I think Go every question should start again. with being bisexual and all. <laughs> she may no? end up on you. All right, one eight hundred three eight three nine six two four. I mentioned this earlier. Let's go to Oklahoma now. Oklahoma, in Oklahoma, the lawmakers there have taken a vote on um, on whether to ban advanced placement U.S. history. And on its surface, I'm thinking, well, why the hell would I? I mean, I was in advanced classes in high school. I like the opportunity to go and take advanced placement. Some of these classes, you can even get uh, some college, uh, some college uh, credits and stuff. It's awesome. Well, they were completely the legislature there in Oklahoma completely against this, and I'll tell you why. This is uh, the story is from ThinkProgress.org, which is an extreme left wing publication. Um, so I don't know what they're. I'm going to see if they're going to do this journalistically. If they're going to have a slant, we'll see. This is written by let's see, Judd Legum. I think it's Legum, L-E-G-U-M. Legum. 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 It's not, it's not legume, like mm. a like mm. a bean? No, I said Legum. I'm going should have called Judd Bean. <laughs> no? It's not his name, no. 
Legum. So don't go with that. Legum. Judd Legum. Uh, and an Oklahoma legislative committee overwhelmingly voted to ban advanced placement U.S. history class, persuaded by the argument that it only teaches students, quote, what is bad about America, end quote. Other lawmakers are seeking a court ruling that would effectively prohibit the teaching of all AP courses in public schools. Now, you already see what he's doing here, trying to act like it's the evil, you know, conservatives or Republicans trying to ban advanced classes that would help the students exponentially. How horrible. They hate education. Back to the story. Oklahoma Representative Dan Fisher, Republican, has introduced emergency legislation, quote, prohibiting the expenditure of funds on the Advanced Placement United States History course, end quote. Fisher is part of a group called the Black Robe Regiment, which argues the church and God himself has been under assault, marginalized, and diminished by the progressives and secularists, end quote. The group attacks the, quote, false wall of separation of church and state, end quote. The Black Robe Regiment claims that a growing tide of special interest groups indoctrinating our youth at an exclusion of the Christian perspective, end quote. Fisher said the advanced placement history class fails to teach, quote, American exceptionalism, end quote. The bill passed the Oklahoma House Education Committee on Monday uh, by a vote of 11 to 4. Good. You can read the actual course description for the course here, and then they have some link to to the course description, which I'm not going to read. You can go read if you want. For other lawmakers, however, Fisher is thinking too small. Oklahoma Representative Sally Kern, Republican, claims that, quote, all AP courses violate the legislation approved last year that repealed Common Core. She has asked the Oklahoma Attorney General to issue a ruling. Kern argues that AP courses are similar to Common Core in that they could be construed as an attempt to impose a national curriculum on American schools, end quote. Advanced placement courses are actually developed by a private group, the college board, and are not required of any student or high school. They're the primary way that students can earn college credit in high school. Taking advanced placement course can save students money and are generally seen as a prerequisite to admission to elite colleges. A representative from the college board called the claims by Fisher and others mythology and not true. So again, we see the writer's slant in what he has to say. I mean, he, he basically gives a flowery review of what he thinks this um these ap courses are look i'm all for advanced placement courses provided they're not denigrating our country provided they're not ignoring the fact that we are exceptional it's not okay to do that in august last year the story continues the republican national committee blasted the advanced placement u.s history test claiming it quote deliberately distorts and or edits out important historical events the rnc saw a new framework for the exam reflects Uh, or set a new framework for the exam, reflects a radically revisionist view of American history that emphasizes negative aspects of our nation's history while omitting or or minimizing positive aspects. The college board countered that the framework had not been changed since 2012. Efforts by conservative school board members in Colorado to make the advanced placement U.S. history course, course more patriotic prompted a walkout by students under the changes proposed in Colorado. Students would only be taught lessons depicting American heritage in a positive light and effectively ban any material that could lead to dissent. In South Carolina conservatives asked the college board to exclude any material with an ideological bias, including evolution. Similar efforts are underway in Georgia and North Carolina. Let me tell you this. It doesn't bolster their case that students walked out. Students who had been indoctrinated by the very curriculum that these lawmakers are are trying to get rid of are not viable subjects that, that, that have an opinion that matters. And here's why their opinion doesn't matter. They've been indoctrinated by the very material that's being complained about. 
So if, if you've got this sponge and the sponge is taking in all this information about how horrible America is, we killed all the Indians and, and we enslaved all the black people and we're just a horrible people and uh, we uh, colonized the place that wasn't ours and, and let's go, Christopher Columbus was, was raping and pillaging, everybody sucks and, and the whole country stinks and we should be embarrassed or guilt-ridden. If that's what they're being taught and somebody says we're going to stop pushing this on you and actually tell you the good things we've done and why we're such a great culture now. And they walk out, it holds no credence that they walked out. They've been indoctrinated. Come on. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. I want advanced placement, but I don't want it to be offered or, or put together by an organization that loathes our country. Or that thinks the only history of our country is a negative history. Are there bad things that happen in our history? Yes. Are there negative things that happen in our history? Yes. Have we confronted those issues and righted the wrongs? You damn skippy. Are we the greatest land on planet Earth? Absolutely. Come on, man. Come on. 1-800-383-9624, JoePags.com. This is the Joe Pags Show. I'm your openly heterosexual talk show host, Joe Peggs. I think it's important that we know exactly uh, who, who everybody wants to get with. No, it's and, not. Uh, what? It's not important. No, no it, it obviously is. It's, it's a part of every news story about it's a me. governor of a state. Part of every news. Uh, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. Please. Have you reported the story about the Oregon governor? I have. And you know what? I left out that she was bisexual. Prove it. Prove it. I can't. Well, I can't prove it. I mean, well, was it? Was it? Was it in the story? The newscast. Uh, I can. Was look. it in the story, and you avoided it, or I mean, was it a conscious decision to not talk about it? It was a conscious decision. Yes. Well, good for you. Well, then you're one hell of a good news anchor. Really? What? That's a compliment. Why, why are you? Well, yeah, if you left it out, because it is not a pertinent part of the story. I know, and that's why I did. I mean, it's nobody's business anyway. It isn't. Nothing to do with how she's going to govern that state. Not even a little bit. No. Zero. Oh, back to the whole ISIS-ISIL thing and all that. Uh, It turns out we are not at a time of war. Mm, That's that's from Attorney General Eric Holder. Uh, Tim Mack from the Daily Beast uh, reports on this. Eric Holder, quote, we're not at a time of war, end quote. The attorney general tells reporters that the U.S. is not at war against ISIS, never mind all those airstrikes and all those troops deployed to Iraq. U.S. and coalition forces have conducted nearly 2,300 airstrikes, hitting more than 4,800 targets in Iraq and Syria since August of 2014, as part of the ongoing campaign to defeat the so-called Islamic State. Three service members have already perished in the ongoing operations against ISIS. But according to Attorney General Eric Holder, quote, we're not at a time of war. That's, that's, what, that's what he says. The Attorney General, he's got to tell us the truth, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I had to say that. 
The comments during a luncheon at the National Press Club came just days after the White House sent congressional leaders a draft bill that would authorize the continuation of the war against ISIS in Iraq and Syria. President Obama declared an end to the global war on terror in 2013, but that was before the emergence of the so-called Islamic State. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the operation uh, the president launched to fight them. Last week, the White House proposed a war, uh, war authorization to set out no geographical limits to use... Um, on the use against ISIS and its affiliated groups, which was criticized by some on the left who said it allowed the president too much leeway to conduct military action. Holder made the remarks Tuesday, yesterday, while responding to a question about the Department of Justice's prosecution of journalists over national security matters. The attorney general was making a broader point about the need for reporters to consider whether publishing sensitive information might undercut American national security. Quote, I'll use an extreme example, perhaps unfair. In World War II... If a reporter had found out about the existence of the Manhattan Project, is that something that should have been disclosed? Now, we're not at a time of war, I understand, um, and I said it's an extreme example, but I think there is a question that members of the press should ask about whether or not the disclosure of the information has a negative impact on the national security of the nation. That's That's what Eric Holder said, your attorney general and mine. This isn't the first time that an Obama administration official has tried to argue that the war against ISIS is not, in fact, a war. Last September, Secretary of State John Kerry told CBS, If somebody wants to think about being one John Kerry. That's not bad. <laughs> That's pretty good. About it as being war with ISIS, they can do so. But the fact is that it's a major counterterrorism operation. The remarks were quickly walked back. The White House is currently holding a summit on, on countering violent extremism. On Thursday, tomorrow, the president will address representatives from 60 countries who have come to Washington, D.C. to take part in the summit. So the attorney general says it's not a war. The president wants a war authorization. The president, by the way, the same president who's using a war authorization... Right now, that was given to George W. Bush, 2002. He's using a war authorization to bring war against a, a, an Islamic terrorist group that is building in numbers and in strength and is, is gradually taking over parts of Iraq and Syria. He wants a war authorization to bring war against people that we're not at war with. Just want to make sure I understand. Because if Eric Holder says it, it's got to be true. Like the whole Fast and Furious thing didn't really happen. It was just the same thing as Operation Wide Receiver, which just isn't true at all. It was a continuation of a Bush administration um, uh, plan, which is not true. Uh, We should just believe him. We should believe him when he says it's not necessary to, to, um, to prosecute the new Black Panther Party for voter intimidation, although they did it. It wasn't like what my mother and grandmother dealt with in this country, so it's okay. Same Eric Holder that refuses to uphold the laws of the land when it comes to immigration. The same Eric Holder who wants to bring terrorists that we've found on the battlefield, enemy combatants, he wants to bring them to New York and try them in a court here. That's the same guy who now says we're not at war 
We are not at war. And we're just supposed to shut up and believe it. When you hear that, and you know that Americans are dying, whether they be journalists or military members, you know, whether they be aid workers or photographers, Japanese are being killed, Jordanians are dying, Christians from Egypt are being killed, entire villages are just being wiped out in the name of of a religion, and these people have said we're going to come to the White House and cut Obama's head off. The Attorney General of the United States of America says we're not at war. Why would anybody on earth take us seriously when you got a Nimrod like this out there saying this crap? Why would anybody take us seriously when Marie Harth, Harf is out there saying the crap that she's saying? Why would anybody take us seriously when Obama goes to the prayer breakfast and talks about the Crusades 900 years ago? Why would anybody take us seriously? I mean, the more idiots like these people say the things that they say, the more innocent people die overseas because ISIS has no fear of us. And it should. That organization should fear us clicking into action and really coming after them. But they don't. Not even for a second. And it makes me sick. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Plenty more to come, including David Axelrod. Turns out he doesn't think there have been any scandals in the administration. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Joe Pags Show. Call 210-737-1200 or 800-383-9624. And now, Joe Pags. Hey, thanks a lot for stopping by the Joe Pags Show. Great radio stations across the land, including the America Now stations, on a Wednesday. Oh, that's a hump day. Start the week at the bottom of the hill on a Monday morning. Get through Monday. Get through Tuesday. Get through Wednesday. After Wednesday, let's head straight downhill to the weekend from here. Forget. My Check it out. Checking it out. Glad to have you here. Thanks. Great to have you along for the ride. Lots going on. I mentioned this yesterday. The one thing that people have said since um, the very beginning of the war in Iraq is that it was it was blood for oil. It was uh, revenge because Saddam Hussein wanted to kill George Herbert Walker Bush, Bush 41. Um, it, it's unnecessary. It's just a warmonger. It's Dick Cheney and Halliburton. It's all that. Uh, there are no weapons of mass, des- of mass destruction. Now, I remember clearly what happened after 9-11. There was Italian intelligence, there was British intelligence, there was all sorts of intelligence that Saddam Hussein was trying to procure um, the materials to make missiles that would have uh, that would be able to deliver him or deli- deliver his weapons of mass destruction. I didn't have weapons of mass destruction. We never found weapons of mass destruction. The reason why we got there was there was resolution after resolution in the UN, the United Nations. Resolution after resolution in the United Nations that said that Saddam Hussein in Iraq would comply with allowing the U.N. inspectors to come in and make sure that they didn't have weapons of mass destruction. 
that's the the only way we we stopped bombing him to into oblivion in the Persian Gulf War. I mean, in that war, we were defending Kuwait. Iraq decided. Saddam Hussein decided he was going to invade Kuwait. Everybody said, get out. He said, screw you, it's mine. And we went and pushed him out. We saved Kuwait. And um, we ended up leaving and not completely decimating Saddam Hussein and his forces like we could have. And the reason being, there was a, a treaty signed that he would allow for unannounced Frequent visits by U.N. inspectors to make sure he wasn't trying to build weapons of mass destruction with which he could have hurt his neighbors or even us. Well, he always played a game. When the U.N. inspectors would come, he would get the heads up, and he wasn't supposed to, but he'd get the heads up, then he'd move stuff around, and then they were playing a, a hide-and-seek game with the weapons of mass destruction. And we know that he had nerve gas. We know he had sarin. We know he had mustard gas because he killed 5,000 Kurds with it in the 80s. We know he had that. So this game that was being played wasn't going to work anymore after 9-11. After we were attacked by al-Qaeda, who used to be the Mujahideen, who we used to support in Afghanistan, we started hearing, or we, the government, started hearing chatter about Saddam Hussein trying to get the materials to come after us. We were in a state of just having been attacked. Maybe, just maybe, the people who didn't like us, like Saddam Hussein, saw us as vulnerable. And maybe they would try to take this opportunity to come after us. Well, when you have all this intelligence, when you have George Tenet, the CIA director, saying it's a slam dunk. When when you have different countries from around the globe saying this is what they're trying to do. And when you tell Saddam Hussein and his sons, Uday and Kusay, you know, fess up, show us what's going on. Stop this runaround with the with the inspectors from the UN and resolution after resolution after resolution of the UN that he needed to comply with that he refused to comply with that's it time is up and in an effort to protect the country and to go there and stop the weapons of mass destruction or find them George W Bush brought war to Iraq now there are many out there oh, there's a warmonger blood for oil blah blah, blah. we can get a drop of Iraqi oil that was never the goal and it never happened that isn't what happened it was a matter of not being a sitting duck. And a long time ago, many years ago, look it up on the Internet. I mean, it's from publications that many of you on the left would actually believe. Weapons of mass destruction or the remnants thereof were found. It just wasn't publicized for some reason. Now the New York Times is reporting even more was found. This is from uh, Zach Noble over at The Blaze. According to a report, CIA bought hundreds of Iraqi weapons of mass destruction in Operation Aravice. A mysterious seller, internationally condemned chemical weapons. Until recently, the whole thing was a secret, and even now the Pentagon is cagey about its involvement. Working with the U.S. military, the CIA purchased some 400 Borak, not Borat, not, not like the movie Borat, Borak rockets from an Iraqi seller between 2005 and 2006, uncovering and destroying reserves of sarin nerve agent, according to, wait for it, wait for it, the New York Times. Yes, that New York Times. Not a publication that was in love with George W. Bush. The name of the program, Operation Avarice, I think that's how you pronounce it, 
According to the Times report, Operation Everice revolved around a single Iraqi who sold the weapons to the Americans in batches run by the CIA office in Baghdad and the Army's 203rd Military Intelligence Battalion. The program destroyed most of the rockets it recovered, along with thousands of other chemical weapons recovered throughout the American operation of Iraq. Though some rockets were tested in rudimentary ways that may have exposed soldiers to dangerous chemicals. One source said operatives would place warheads in an old cast-iron bathtub, drill through the metal exteriors, and extract the liquid sarin nerve agent within. Manufactured by Saddam Hussein's regime in the 1980s, the Borak rockets were found to contain surprisingly pure sarin despite their age, according to the Times report. Sarin gas is a lethal chemical used by Iraq and the Iran-Iraq war in the 1980s with occasional CIA guidance and more recently in fighting in Syria. The chemical weapon, which painfully destroys victims' nervous systems functioning, has been internationally condemned. In response to the Times story, military officials declined to offer specifics about the operation. Quote, without speaking to any specific programs, it is fair to say that together with our coalition partners in Iraq, the U.S. military worked diligently to find and remove weapons that could be used against our troops and the Iraqi people. Rear Admiral John Kirby, the Pentagon press secretary, said in a written statement. I'm sorry, about not having any weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, can we stop that BS now? Can we? Honestly. Bush lied, people died. You, you got to hear that one. Well, well, Bush is a big liar. Every time you bring up something that you that you disagree with about the current administration, you got to hear something about George W. Yeah, well, George W. Bush played golf. What? Well, George W. Bush ate. What? Well, well he lied. Shouldn't should never have been in Iraq. He lied. Blood on his hands. Uh, Sparky. They found the weapons of mass destruction. They found them. They were there. It was real. It was never a lie. And by the way, if they never found weapons of mass destruction, it still wasn't a lie. The, the information and intelligence he got was there. And he got the authority to go. And people like you know, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and John Kerry, people like that were all going, yeah, you know, this Saddam Hussein's a bad dude. So stop the BS, please. Stop the stop the partisan politics. Call things the way they really are. We could all actually get along a whole lot better. 1-800-383-9624. Did you know they actually found weapons of mass destruction in, in Iraq? Did you? And if you didn't, you now know. Don't take my word for it, especially if you're if you're somebody who leans to the opposite side politically. Take the New York Times report. Don't listen to me. Listen to them. 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. Back after this. You're listening to Joe Pags. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Greg Show on your radio, 1-800-383-9624, 1-800-383-9624-J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Um, if you're an American and if you have any concern whatsoever over the members of the military that have, have protected us and, and protected the Constitution over our hundreds of years of existence, then you've been keenly watching the VA scandal. Well, by the way, um, can, can we call it a scandal, Kerry? Sure. Why can't we? Well, David Axelrod, I think he wrote a book or some crap, and, and he was asked what he's most proud of. Uh, you know, from his time with the administration, he said this. And, and I'm proud of the fact that basically you've had an administration that's been in place for six years um, in which there hasn't been a major scandal. Uh, and I think that says a lot about the ethical yes. strictures, you know, uh, of this administration. I guess the most surprising part of that, I'm going to lean back because I'm a little tired now. Okay. Um, I think the most surprising part of that is that the idiots in the audience clapped. I mean, I expect David Axelrod to lie to me because he's just a political hack and it's kind of part of the job. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, but for them to clap, but it, it just tells me there's, I, I mean, they must agree. Let's see. It just, just off the top of my head. Benghazi, war in Libya with no approval, pushing Gaddafi out and killing him. He was killed on the side of the road like a dog. Um, Fast and Furious, two dead American agents, basically gun smuggling by the administration into Mexico without Mexico knowing, in the hopes of showing how easy it is to get guns into and out of Mexico so that there can be more gun laws here. Dead Americans because of that. Guess that's not a scandal. Um, the IRS targeting only right-leaning or conservative nonprofits and not giving them nonprofit status. The NSA spying on us all. The administration spying on and and trying to get the phone records of reporters that were covering stories about about what's happening in Washington. Bergdahl. Um, boy, that's just, that's seven. It's a handful right there. And I can, I can just keep on going. That That's seven. The VA scandal, that's eight. Military, former military, dying and never even having been seen. And and people who worked at the VA collecting money from you and me. This It's, it's the eighth scandal that I could just think of off the top of my head in this administration. David Axelrod says there have been no scandals and idiots in Chicago clap. The VA is is so egregious. I mean, 40-some-odd, I think, if I remember right, I think Mike Broomhead said when I had him on, it was 46 people died in Phoenix, something like that. And I'm willing to be corrected on that number if it's wrong. But we're talking about military members who have defended our country, our value system, our constitution, our freedoms and liberties. Can't even get an appointment to see a doctor. And then people allegedly manipulated the paperwork to say, oh, yes, they saw doctors. The wait time wasn't anywhere near what you're saying the wait time was. Well, you've got this, this, um, this new VA director, this Robert McDonald, Department of Veteran Affairs Secretary Robert McDonald. This is reported by the Washington Post. Quote, 900 people 
have been fired since I became secretary. We've got 60 people that we fired who have manipulated wait times. That's, that's a quote from him. He, he said that in a February 15th, that's last Sunday, meet the press interview. Now, the figures from McDonald's first Sunday TV show interview seem to be a bombshell revelation in the aftermath of the wait time manipulation scandal at Veterans Affairs medical facilities. Again, a scandal that David Axelrod obviously doesn't think is a scandal because it says for six years there were no scandals. McDonald was appointed secretary late uh, July 2014 amid whistleblower allegations that employees were falsifying and manipulating patient records. McDonald vowed to turn the agency around and hold employees accountable and since then has faced pressure from families, veteran groups, and congressional members for not firing bad actors quickly enough. Tension surfaced during a hearing, a recent hearing, on the agency's budget when he fired back at Representative Mike Kaufman, Republican from Colorado, about whether he was doing enough to change the agency's culture until McDonald's TV interview. Fewer than a dozen employees and senior executives were known to have been removed from their post. Has McDonald fired 60 people for manipulating wait times? And what should we make of the 900 employees in total he says he fired since he became secretary? Listen, when you say 60, when you say 900, those are real numbers. Well, the reporter goes into the facts. Here you go. The VA scandal unfolded after whistleblower allegations that dozens of veterans died at the Phoenix VA while waiting for, for care. During a House hearing, the VA Office of Inspector General acknowledged that wait lists may have contributed to the veterans' deaths. The fact checker previously checked claims on deaths related to delayed access to health care at the Phoenix VA hospital. Patient and appointment record falsifications and manipulations were then found to be systemic, years-long problems. Secretary Eric Shinseki resigned as more allegations surfaced. Two days after McDonald took office, Congress passed legislation allowing more veterans to seek private care outside of the VA system and authorizing McDonald to expedite, expedite disciplinary actions for senior executives. It was notoriously difficult to fire senior executives at the VA at a one-fourth rate than the firing rate for all federal agencies, according to CNN. And the goal was to allow the VA chief to replace bad actors quickly, especially ones connected to the scandal. In his Meet the Press interview, McDonald also said 100 senior leaders are under investigation by the Inspector General and the Department of Justice. Yet McDonald is incorrect, saying 60 employees who manipulated wait times were fired. Disciplinary actions for 75 employees have been proposed since June 3, 2014, according to the VA's most recent weekly briefing to the House and Senate Committees on Veterans Affairs. These actions were related to patient scheduling, record manipulation, appointment delays, and or patient deaths. The proposed actions included removals, admonishments, a written letter of censure, reprimand, a stronger letter of censure, suspension of less than two weeks, and probationary termination. Admonishment or reprimand letters can be removed from employees' personnel files after two or three years. There you go. Of the 75 employees, only eight employees have actually been removed as of February 13, 2015. 23 cases are pending. Five employees resigned before a decision was made in their case. Others were demoted, were on probationary termination, had some other disciplinary action, or had no action at all taken. McDonald used his new personnel authority to propose removals of five executives in Phoenix, Georgia, Central Alabama, Pittsburgh, and the VA Central Office in Washington. Two retired before they could be removed. Three were actually fired. But of those three terminations, only one was officially related to the VA scandal. James Talton, director of Central Alabama's VA. So, I mean... 
again, I guess not a scandal, when you show up on a Sunday show, a news program, and claim that 900 people have been fired, 60 people, I guess, who were directly related to manipulating the the records have been fired. I guess you could just say that and think you're going to get away with it. Not not on my watch. Uh Uh-uh. Story goes on to say, regarding the 60 figure, it is most accurate to say that VA has proposed disciplinary action related to data manipulation or patient care against more than 60 employees nationwide. This takes into account the full range of accountability actions, including admonishments, demotions, reprimands, and termination, wrote VA spokesman James Hutton to the fact checker. As for the 900 employees being fired since mid-2014, Hutton said those employees have been fired for cause either through removal action or during probationary periods. Most of the 900 employees were with the Veterans Health Administration and vary in location, pay grades, and reasons, Hutton said. Reasons include poor performance and absenteeism. But to McDonald's point that he's cleaning up shop, the 900 figure lacks context. Senior executives have known problems existed there, and the 900 employees are not those executives. The VA is the largest non-military cabinet agency with more than 340,000 employees. As of September 2014, that means even if 900 employees were fired, they accounted for less than 0.3% of all VA employees. Plus, in fiscal year 2013, there were 2,247 VA employees fired in one year, which was two and a half times more than McDonald's 900 figure. And that was before a massive systemic problem was even found. So he's lying. 60 were put up for some sort of reprimand. They certainly weren't fired. And the 900 fired is exponentially less than would normally be fired in that period of time. But who's keeping track? That's not a scandal. That's just numbers and stuff. 1-800-383-9624. 1-800-383-9624. Joe Pags. Great to have you here the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot. Great radio stations across the land, including the America Now stations. On a Wednesday, lots going on, lots to talk about. Turns out no scandals have happened under this administration. I had no idea. I guess I don't understand the definition of scandal. Oh, and the VA scandal that's not a scandal, they fired 900 people, which had nothing to do with manipulating anything, and they fired 60 people that really weren't fired they were offered up for disciplinary action, and um, uh, many of them still work there. That's, I guess that's what we're supposed to just... That's cool. VA is not a scandal. Fast and Furious is not a scandal. By the way, those of you who are confused about Fast and Furious, it was a matter of walking guns into Mexico. Uh, there was an operation during the Bush administration called Operation Wide Receiver. Wide receiver was also a matter of of moving guns into Mexico and tracking them. And we did it in conjunction with the Mexican government in the hopes of stopping the flow of guns to drug cartels. The Obama administration, and again, that, that operation stopped with the Bush administration. The Obama administration, in an effort to, um, to show how easy it is to get guns in and out of Mexico and in, in a hope in the hopes of further restricting our Second Amendment. They decided not to tell Mexico. They're just going to move some guns into Mexico 
and uh, and a bunch of them. And then you got Jaime Zapata, an American agent, killed. They found Fast and Furious guns there. Brian Terry uh, killed in Arizona. Uh, Fast and Furious guns found there. And when the Congress tried to get some clarity and do some oversight, executive privilege was claimed by the president to protect Eric Holder, the, the, the Department of Justice chief, who had to have okayed this operation for happening. Now, they've tried to say, well, this is just Operation Wide Receiver, just called it a different name. The Bush administration did it. It wasn't our project. It was theirs. That's not true. This is an Obama administration project. Fast and Furious, that's what it was. Oh, I guess giving deferred deportation, that's not a scandal either. So I've already mentioned nine scandals, maybe ten. But David Axelrod wants us to believe there have been zero in this administration. And you have to say that and agree with it or else you somehow are an idiot. Uh, talking about um, Eric Holder, and Karina just posted this. Just stop by JoePags.com, click on the station where you listen, or click on the, the, the American Now button, and you'll see this story. I'll also post it on Facebook and on Twitter. I guess our Attorney General Eric Holder has um, he's decided that the Justice Department is now going to sue, or is preparing to sue, the Ferguson police. Remember, the Justice Department jumped in there, said a bunch of things about about the officer, Darren Wilson, sent Eric Holder there to Ferguson, and um, it turns out no charges can be brought against uh, Wilson. The grand jury said no, that it was a righteous shoot with Michael Brown. The Justice Department said no, no charges will be filed against Darren Wilson. They did not have anything to charge him with because the officer did his job. There was no hands up, don't shoot. That's a lie. Never happened. But the Justice Department still was was getting its claws into the region, into the area. And it's starting to turn out that this was never really about Michael Brown and Darren Wilson. This is more about the Justice Department forcing a police department in a, in a city, in the United States of America, to, to change how it does things, even though there was no proof that what Darren Wilson, a white officer, did that day in, in shooting the black 18-year-old, six-foot-four, 300-pound Michael Brown, uh, they have no proof they did anything wrong. As a matter of fact, their own investigation showed there was no wrongdoing. The autopsies showed there was no wrongdoing. But still, it led to something. And... This is what the attorney general had to say. We have determined that there is a there is cause for the Justice Department to open an investigation to determine whether Ferguson police officials have engaged in a pattern or practice of violations of the United States Constitution or federal law. This investigation will be carried out by a team from the Civil Rights Division Special Litigation Section, some of the same dedicated professionals who have achieved really historic results in ensuring constitutional policing from coast to coast. It's interesting. He's very, very concerned about the Constitution, not very concerned about about the Constitution and how it says laws will be passed in America, and he's the top cop, how he has to enforce the laws like, I don't know, immigration laws. You know, this administration is very, very, very very concerned about the Constitution when it serves their needs. Not worried about the Constitution at all. Um, 
in, in any other form or fashion. Not when it comes to laws, not when it comes to the process of making a law, not when it comes to the executives, uh, the restriction on the executive branch. None of that matters. But it matters suddenly in a case where Eric Holder and the Attorney General's office and, and the Department of Justice can in some way rewrite the history of the United States of America, which is what they're trying to do. Over the past five years, the Civil Rights Division has prosecuted over 300 individual officers for misconduct. We have opened 20 pattern or practice investigations into police departments across the country. That's more than twice as many as were opened in the previous five years. And we're enforcing 14 agreements to reform law enforcement practices at agencies both large and small. With these agreements, we have seen dramatic decreases in excessive uses of force, greater equity in the delivery of police services, including important measures to address bias, and most significantly, increased confidence by communities in their law enforcement agencies. Now, as the, as the brother of a retired police officer, I know that the overwhelming majority of our brave men and women in uniform do their jobs honorably. They do them with integrity and often at great personal risk. The Civil Rights Division's efforts are simply meant to ensure that law enforcement officers in, in every part of the United States live up to those same high standards of professionalism. In Ferguson, our investigation will assess the police department's use of force, including deadly force. It will analyze stops, searches, and arrests. And it will examine the treatment of individuals detained at Ferguson's city jail, in addition to other potentially discriminatory policing techniques and tactics that have been brought to light. It just feels like doing it. Bad, we decided we're going to go ahead and do this because we couldn't get Wilson. We couldn't get an indictment. He, there is no wrongdoing. So, listen, since we're not spending our time and effort doing the job of enforcing the laws of the United States, i.e. immigration... I think we'll go ahead and we'll we'll go after the whole city of Ferguson because we can. I'm telling you, man, and, and we're paying for this. We're actually footing the bill. And we probably shouldn't be surprised. We probably shouldn't be surprised. It never really has been about upholding the law for this guy. He, like the president, they are serving this country with revenge filters on. They want revenge for the wrongs they feel have been done to people in this country since the inception of the nation. They don't care that they couldn't live like they're living now in any other country on earth. They don't care that we don't have the freedoms and liberties or they don't have the freedoms and liberties and and, and the ability to opine and, and live like we do in other lands. They want revenge. They believe a wrong and injustice has been done especially to people of color, that has not been righted. And the way you write that wrong is you sue everybody. The way you write that wrong is that you invite people to break the law to come into the country. The way you write that wrong is you somehow even off the wealth. Let's spread the wealth around a little bit. Let's tax those evil rich even more. The way you do it is you, you talk about racism and race wars and, and social uh, socioeconomic divides. That's how you do it. That's how we'll get back at those damn settlers, those damn founders who insisted on freedom and liberty. That's how that's how he, he's he's running the Department of Justice. And as much as I want him gone, this woman Lynch that, that that Obama's putting up now is no better. Matter of fact, she's probably worse. 
1-800-383-9624. Anybody surprised that he's suing the city? 1-800-383-9624. JoePags.com. I posted that link over on Facebook and on Twitter. It's JoePags.com. Click on the Facebook. Click on the Twitter. Click on the email address if you want to send me an email. Love to hear from you. Um, you send me a message on Facebook. I read them all. Even if I don't respond to you, I read them all. And, and, and those of you who are being snarky about the show, you can kiss my ass. Um, those, those who love the show, love you, love you back, right? Carrie, that's what we like. That's right. We love you. Love them all. Oh, by the way, if you didn't hear yesterday, uh, Carrie likes reading smut. I did. Stop. 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 I did not say that. Facebook.com slash Carrie Lockie. Go there and let her know how you feel about that. No, believe me. They did. Okay. 1-800-383-9624. Um, ice, ice baby back in the news. I don't know if Paul is going to do this in pop culture. Too bad. I'm stealing it. Um, I don't understand. Why Rob, what's his name? Rob Van Winkle, right? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know why he's in trouble uh, again. I mean, he seems to be having a resurgence. The guy had one song ever, and I thought he was having a resurgence, and he's been arrested. We'll talk about that when we come back, and much more on the Joe Pags Show. Stay here. Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by the Joe Pag Show. Great radio stations all over the place. So, Vanilla Ice had uh, uh, Ice Ice Baby. Uh, are we still calling him Vanilla Ice, by the way? Mm, I don't think he calls himself that anymore. I, Rob, you know, I've watched. I've watched I the stupid. Sh- I watched the stupid show where he's building houses and renovating houses. I Why? think they still call him Ice. Well, they do say Vanilla Ice goes Amish or whatever, don't they? I, I didn't see that show. Is that yeah. what they call it? Yeah, that was that was one of his shows. Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. Sounds like a great program. <laughs> <laughs> so he had Ice Ice Baby. He he was this you know, white rapper, which was not something that, that was very well known at the time. Um, he, he danced very well. The concerts were highly choreographed and really cool. My wife and sister... Went and saw him in 1990 or 1991 in West Palm Beach. Uh, it's Palm Beach Auditorium. I don't even know what it's called that anymore. But um, it was a great concert. The, the tour was was bonkers. And then I guess he says that Suge Knight hung him out a window or something and and, uh, and, and, and pilfered money and did whatever. And I, it was all very odd. And they said that his backstory wasn't really true. He wasn't the street tough that he said he was. He was just some rich kid from the hood. And I, I don't know. W- whatever it was, the guy had his moment of fame. He had his 15 minutes and then some, made a ton of money, and then sort of disappeared. And every time there was a new iteration of Rob Van Winkle, his real name, um, it would be a new version of Ice Ice Baby. It's almost like he didn't want to do any different songs. I know he had a couple of different things back in the day, but I mean, Ice Ice Baby was the one song, which, by the way, he was sued about by by uh, by Queen because the dum 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 dum. I mean, he stole that. He he like sampled their song. Uh, was that what it's called under pressure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So uh, so he was sued over that. He had to give more of his profits up there and, and whatever. But then he came back some years later, and now he's going to be a celebrity boxer. And now he's boxing like Todd Bridges from Different Strokes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. they're in, in, in the ring. And then uh, when he walks out, they're playing Ice Ice Baby. And then, and then he did a hardcore version of Ice Ice Baby. Not hardcore with the language, but a different sort of like a hard, uh, almost a Beastie Boys sort of, sort of beat where same song again, you know? Um, just kept on reliving that, that bit of fame he had. And then suddenly watching HGTV, Home and Garden TV, and and here's ice, uh, vanilla ice remakes your house or some crap. And then he's buying houses and he's flipping them and he's redoing them and they're beautiful and they look great. And he's doing it all in South Florida and and uh, it, it looks looks good to me. And it looks like he's back on top. He's doing fine. And then, as Polo said, something that he's in the Amish land or some crap and he's building houses with the Amish. And the Amish, from what I understand, would never allow themselves to be on on tape or film, but they were. So I'm not even sure if they were Amish. I don't know. But, um, but, but I mean, suddenly he's showing up in different shows and, and now he's got sort of this, you know, new career. And then today we get this from NBC in Miami from, Bi- from Brian Hamaker and Laura Rodriguez, because you really need two people to write the story. You do. Yeah. Yep. Robert Van Winkle, AKA Vanilla Ice arrested in residential burglary, according to the police. What? Why would it? Now, I don't know I if he did it or not. house? But that's the allegation. Wait, what What on earth would... What? Hmm. The rapper known as Vanilla Ice was arrested in connection with a Florida residential burglary. Lantana police said Wednesday. I actually grew up in Lantana. Robert Van Winkle, 47, is facing burglary and grand theft charges related to a burglary that happened sometime between December of 2014 and February of this year, according to Lantana police. What? Why such a wide... Like a two, three-month period. Why? According to police, the burglary happened in the home in the 100, 100 block of North Atlantic Drive. Numerous furniture items, a pool heater, bicycles, and other items were taken, police said. The home was in the process of foreclosure, and Van Winkle was renovating the residence next to the property, police said. During the investigation, police determined Van Winkle played a role. A search warrant turned up the stolen items at a residence under the care and control of Van Winkle, police said. Van Winkle voluntarily met with detectives to provide a sworn statement, and he was taken into custody. Police said Van Winkle was still speaking with detectives Wednesday afternoon, but was expected to be booked into the Palm Beach County Jail. It was unknown if he has an attorney. Van Winkle is the host of the Vanilla Ice Project on DIY, it's not uh, HGTV, it's DIY, which features the 90s rapper renovating homes. I mean, really? Really? The real estate broker uh, of the home said he's not angry, but it's been a hassle. Whoever it is, why would you jeopardize going to jail for basically junk? It was just worthless furniture and some items, so it doesn't make much sense, Jim Lovely said. The house wasn't in uh, full of Picassos, so it wasn't a high-dollar heist. So it's just the principle of having to secure the place two and three times. Please help me understand why somebody who seemingly was making a resurgence, making a comeback, He's on television doing his own show, named after him. Why would he, why would he ever, and again, I don't know if he did it or not. They're saying that he did. Why would anybody accuse him of this? And if he did it, what the, what the beep, you know? Carrie, were you big into Vanilla Ice back in the day? Not really. Big, big, big Ice Head, big mm, Ice fan? I said no, I was not. Uh, you know they called them Ice Heads? Ice Heads? No, I was not one of those. I think they called them Ice Heads. No. Not me. No? Mm-mm. You? Right. 
I, yeah, I thought the guy was all right. I mean, really? I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. Sure. I mean, I, okay. I, would, I, would, I didn't go to the concert. I could have. I decided not to. I, I wasn't that into him, but mm-hmm. I thought he was all right. Okay. All right. Bye. Dirty pop. Bye, Polo. Do it. Go. BT. All right, so. Yeah, since you stole my story, thanks a lot. Dude, come on. <laughs> well, there was a, a, a shot where I guess, was it the Grammys over the weekend that just happened? Yeah, okay, I think. where, where um, Taylor Swift and Kanye West were, were, I guess, together. And then after, you know, they had that history where he, he almost did the same thing on the Grammys, where he. he Went onto the stage and was gonna, be, and he basically was saying that Beyonce should have got. Yeah, he's such the an word. idiot. The guy's just an idiot. Yeah, well, they they have, I guess, since then patched things up, and they're actually gonna work on a song together. I want the Grammys to do the right thing and ban Kanye West from ever going back. The guy cannot control himself. He should not be there. That who knows if that'll happen, but it will him, happen. him and Taylor Swift have obviously patched things up and uh, did that song together. So are going to do a song together. I just think it's stupid. Yeah, you know. I think the guy, I think the guy's in a dub uh, at the highest at the highest level. That's it for tonight. Got to go for Karina, for Kerry, for Polo, David, Joe, Pags. Back tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, keep in mind, folks. Bye, Felicia. Don't be an a dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.